Come up higher. Come up.
And then, of course, on Thursday evenings at 7.30 p.m., please join us with uh, Pastor and Prophetess Jacqueline Morse of Real Life Ministries International. The prayer line is Powerful Living Prayer Line, and we call this the Radical Radical because this is an anointed and radical woman for the Lord. She is anointed and appointed by God to do damage to the enemy's camp. And join us by the, on this intercessory prayer line as we continue to cry out on behalf of God's people. And you can call in on 218-862-6789, 218-862-6789. The access code is 919-873. 
doing during the day. Sometimes you just need to hear a word that will encourage you, that will strengthen you, that will give you that pickup that you need. And you can call this number anytime during the day, as many times as you need to need to call. And that number is 855-466-7872, So, again, we just bless the Lord for this divine connection with these powerful uh, women of God, and we have men of God, too, that the Lord is connecting us with, and so we'll be sharing more information as the Lord uh, continues to increase this divine connection. And I want to send another shout-out, and this is a somewhat unusual shout-out, but I'm sending it out because I feel that it's really, really necessary. And I want to send a shout-out to Dr. Karen McPherson of McPherson's Funeral Home. And I know many of us don't want to talk about death, but we know that that is inevitable for all of us unless we're like Elijah and Enoch, that we just get caught up and carried away. But all of us other than that will need the services of some funeral home. But this is a special service and a special uh, uh, business, but it's also a special ministry because this woman is not just a mortician, but she's a powerfully anointed woman of God who has a heart for God's people, a heart filled with compassion. She truly walks in agape love, and, you know, we know that that is the love of God and the love for his people, which is, is just so refreshing. So, you know, many times, you know, people's loved ones pass on, and, and people are there for them before the funeral and during the funeral, but when the funeral is over, what about when the funeral is over? After that loved one has been laid to rest, people are still hurting, feeling abandoned, and all of that, and so... This this uh, uh, woman of God has God has placed it upon her heart to she has a ministry team that who will minister to those who are grieving after the loved ones have passed on after they are all alone and everybody else has moved on and they're still going through their time of bereavement that they now will have someone that can help them through this time after it's all said and done and again this is. Uh, Dr. Karen McPherson's McPherson's Funeral Home, which is located at 4804 Georgia Avenue Northwest. And she can be reached at 202-705-9312, 202-705-9312. So, again, we bless the Lord for all of these design connections. And we know, excuse me, that we are connected excuse me, to him and therefore to one another. And we know that these are all ministries where God and the power of his Holy Spirit is allowed to take full control. And so, excuse me, um, we know that this is a lot of information, so anything that you've not been able to write down, uh, you can go to uh, our website, which is daughtersofzionthreshingfloor.com, daughtersofzionthreshingfloor.com. And that's all, of course, one word. Uh, and this is the uh, website for the Center of Renewal Ministries International, for the Daughters of Zion uh, Intercessory Prayer Ministry, and the Higher Design for Living Our Teaching Ministry. And you'll be able to find out all of this information. And the website is also listed on the Blog Talk Radio page for the Higher Design for Living in case, <laughs> excuse me, you are not able to capture this at this time. So. Uh, just click on the link, and uh, you will go directly to our website. Um, and again, if, if you're also if you're listening on the internet, uh, please click on the follow button under my picture, and you will be able to follow. Excuse me, all of the broadcasts uh, as we continue to go forward, because God is moving in such a powerful way. He's revealing Himself to His people in a in a, in a great way because. Many people are hungry, and if you're listening to this broadcast, then I, I'm considering you one of those that are just hungry for the Lord. And he said, any that are thirsty, any that are hungry, they will be filled, because there is no limit to how much of his spirit he will give those that are hungering and thirsting after him. So we just bless God, because we know that his word is a word of life, 
a word of deliverance, a word of healing, a word of strength, anything and all that you need, you can find it in his word. So we just, again, bless the Lord for his precious Holy Spirit as we continue to allow him to reign in our lives and take full control. Again, we just bless the Lord. Shall we have a word of prayer? Father, we just give you glory, honor, and praise this morning. We just thank you, Lord God, for moving on behalf of us, your people. Lord, we just thank you, and we just ask that you would just continue to have your way on this broadcast, oh God, that you will move through the airways, oh God, through cyberspace, oh God, through uh, the Internet, the worldwide Internet, God, to all those that are listening, whether they're listening now or listening later, oh God. God, we just give you the glory, honor, and the praise, oh God, because it's nothing that I have to say in and of myself, oh God, but all that you have purposed for your people. So we just ask that you would just have your way, Holy Spirit. Oh, that you would have your way, Holy Spirit. I surrender even now that you may have your way, and I thank you for your holy presence even now that your spirit will continue to go from heart to heart and breast to breast for those that are desiring and hungering for your word, for your truth, excuse me, that we may continue to live the life that you called us to live, to be the witnesses you called us to be, God, that you may get the glory, honor, and praise in the earth and all that has already been done in heaven, oh God, that it may be done here on the earth, oh God, because we can have heaven here on earth, oh God. Excuse me, if we would just surrender to your will and to your way, oh God, and God, that we will come up higher in you, oh God. As you have said in your word, come up higher, oh God. God, that we will come up higher, that we will go deeper. God, that we will have a creator, a hunger, and a first in us for you, God, as never before, oh God, that we may learn of you, oh God, that we may know you for ourselves, oh God, and God, that we may love you, oh God, as much as we humanly can, oh God. We know that the love we have for you will never measure up to the love that you have for us, oh God. But God, we ask that you would just have your way, fill our hearts with your spirit of love as never before, that we may love you, that we may love ourselves, and that we may love your people, oh God. So, God, we just thank you right now for your spirit of love that's flowing through these airways, through cyberspace right now in the precious name of Jesus. God, we thank you for the Internet, oh, God. We thank you for all the different media and all the venues, oh, God, that you have placed before your people that your gospel, you say, go ye into all the nations, oh, God. And, God, you didn't tell us how, oh, God. And if you continue, Lord, God, to, to create these avenues and ways for us to go, oh, God. God, let us take advantage, oh, God. Let us, Lord God, not try to do things the way we've done them in the past, oh, God. But, God, the, real, the message never changes, but your methods sometimes do, Lord. So you just have your way on this airways today, God, and I give you all glory, honor, and praise. Bless your people. Feel your word even now in the hearts of your people that we all will be changed, God, that we will be filled with your love as never before, oh God. For Lord, you said in your word, God, that love covers a multitude of sins, oh God. So God, I thank you right now for your spirit of love, that you love us so much that you gave your only begotten son. So I bless you even now. I give you glory, I give you honor, and I give you the praise. In the mighty and precious name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. To God be all the glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So we're going to talk about this morning. Our topic is what has love got to do with it? What has love got to do with it? And I know you know by now what the answer is. Everything. <laughs> what has love got to do with it? Everything. Hallelujah. Because we know that many are looking for love in all the wrong places. And they wonder why they can't find love, because they're looking in all the wrong places. And really all we have to do is look in one place, and that is unto the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Again, you know, it says, you know, the love is so close you know, that you can just reach out and touch it. And, and right now, I know that you can feel the love. I can feel the love of God, and I know you can feel the love of God. Hallelujah. The love of God is just 
a love that is so great. It's, it's, it's the love. It's the ecstasy. You know, it's the ecstasy. It's so great. It's so powerful. Uh, a love that we cannot humanly really comprehend the, the powerfulness of the love of God because God is love. My, 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 it's just so awesome, so, so awesome. Hallelujah. I have not known anything like it before. And even in his word, he says that nothing, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, nothing can separate us from the love of God. There's nothing too deep. There's nothing too bad. There's nothing too horrible. There's nothing too hurtful. There's nothing, I don't care what you've done, what you've said, where you've been, where you haven't been, what anybody else has said, what even what you've told yourself, nothing that's too great, that's too horrible, nothing, nothing, nothing that can separate you from the love of God because God's love is unconditional. He loves us so much, so much. I just pray even now that we can just begin to even the more comprehend the depth, the height, the width, and the length of God's love, how deep it is, how it runs so deep. He loves us so much. And he's saying to us this morning, why won't you let me love you? All I want to do is love you. Why won't you let me love you? Hallelujah, hallelujah. And he gave it all. He gave his life for you and for me. So why won't you let me love you? Is what he's asking us. What has love got to do with it? Again, everything. Because he gave everything. He, hallelujah, glory, glory, glory. He gave his all. He gave his life. Hallelujah. Bless you. Bless you, Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He did it all, and he did it all for love's sake. Hallelujah. Again, his love is just so great and so powerful. Oh, God, I just thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We could just receive and acknowledge and embrace the love of God that he has bestowed upon all of us. Oh, God, just help us to comprehend glory, glory, glory. Uh, we just want to look at a few types of love, and, um, of course, there are a few more definitions, but I'm just going to go over a few this morning. And the first one is philanthropy and or uh, Philadelphia, which means kindness or love towards man or brethren. And then there's philotikinus, which is maternal, um, or the love of one's children. And then there's filio, which is friend, the love of a friend or the caring of a friend. And then there's, of course, agape, which is we call God's love or God's or unconditional love, which is also noted as charity or affection. And out of this love comes compassion. And then we also want to look at the word compassion because, you know, all throughout the Bible and especially in the gospel, four gospels we look in there when we talk about Jesus' life, and he, every time, you know, it's noted just about every time that he had compassion on the people and therefore he was able to do and he was able to manifest the power of God by the healings and deliverance, even raising the dead and all of the merciful and mighty things that he did was because of his compassion, which is sympathy or empathy, concern, mercy, pity, where he was touched with a feeling of compassion and it said to be compassionate by divine grace. And we know that divine grace is the grace of God, the power of God. And we have that divine grace operating in our lives even today. We have the spirit of love, which is the Holy Spirit. He is love and the fruit of the spirit, which is all of those characteristics that encompasses love. And, and so, again, when we talk about for love's sake, uh, Jesus shed his blood for love's sake. He was bruised and beaten unrecognizable for love's sake. He was spit on, talked about, rejected, crucified, all for love's sake, hung on the cross, nails in his hands for love's sake, in his feet, thorns shoved down on his head for love's sake. He was pierced in his side, poured out his blood for love's sake. He was forsaken. 
partaken of the Father for love's sake. And that was, I know, the greatest pain when he was forsaken by his Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. They had been connected up until that point, but because he took on our sin, he was forsaken of the Father because the Father could not look on sin. But he did it for love's sake. God gave up his son for love's sake. Jesus gave up his life for love's sake. And we want to talk about how much he loves us. Oh, God, hallelujah, hallelujah. He loves us so much, so much. Hallelujah, forsaken, forsaken by his father for love's sake. Even the earth cried out on that day. It got dark, the earthquakes and all kind of stuff happened for love's sake. And then his blood, his blood that was shed on Calvary, that is crying out even today, the blood of Jesus that purifying the hearts even today, the blood of Jesus, for love's sake. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We have, excuse me, have a few scriptures that we want to um, highlight this morning as our focus for this teaching this morning. And again, we just want to really comprehend the love of God as much as we possibly can. Because we know that when we know just how much God loves us, and that way we get to know him. We get to know who he is and how he just loves us again so much that that we are able to to love him with our whole heart, mind, soul, body, and spirit. So we can just comprehend the love of God and and know just how much he loves us and what it means that he loves us. And, and I hope that that encompasses us, his love for us, his people. So we want to look first at John, First John, at First John 3, chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. First John 3, verses 13 through 17. And I'm going to, excuse me, read from the King James Version and then from the Amplified Version. And it says, Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. That whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how the love of God dwelleth in him. How can you say the love of God dwelleth in you, and you see that somebody has a need, and you are able to help them, and you don't. So then Amplified, it says, Do not be surprised and wonder, brethren, that the world detests and pursues you with hatred. We know that we have passed over out of death into life by the fact that we love the brethren, our fellow Christians. He who does not love abides, remains, is held, and kept continually in spiritual death. Let me read that again. He who does not love abides, which means he remains, is held and kept in spiritual death. If you don't love, if you don't abide in love, if you don't love, you are in spiritual death. Anyone who hates or abominates, detests his brother in Christ is at heart a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding or persevering within him. So we know that it behoves us by the power of the Holy Spirit that we love our brethren. It doesn't mean we have to like all of their ways and all of that stuff or the way that they live their lives. There are going to be things that people will do that, that we are not pleased with. But even so, he said that we are to love those that despitefully use us, those that that abuse us and come up against us. We are to love them anyway. But it's with the love of God. It's not that human love. It's not that filial love. 
that it is the agape love, that unconditional love, because God loved us with that unconditional love. We were the enemies of God, but he loved us anyway, loved us so much that he gave up his son. Jesus loved us so much that he gave his life. So how can we not love others even though they come up against us? And, and you know, and I know it's not easy in and of ourselves. We cannot do it. It's uh, uh, always it's a time. That's why we have the precious Holy Spirit. He's our pet, the Paracletus. He's the one who Hallelujah walks along beside us. He's the one who enables us because He is in us. And if we just allow the Holy Spirit to have His way, He will place a love and cause us and enable us to love those that are, are coming up against us and doing ill against us and that are very much unlovable people because of how they act. So what we know about the power of the Holy Spirit, because, again, it's not by our power, nor is it by our might, but it's all about by the Spirit of the Lord that we are able to love because God is love. He lives in us. We say that the Holy Spirit is in us. We say that he, I'm sorry, oh, overhead noise here. We say that, that, that we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, but yet we say that we cannot love people. Sorry. We have an air show going on overhead. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Glory to his name. But, yes, we are to love with the love of Christ, love with the love of the Holy Ghost, love by the power and enabling power of the Holy Spirit. Again, we can't do it in and of ourselves, but it's only through his spirit that we are able to love, especially those that come up against us. So, again, we don't even have an excuse. No matter what, and the more, the harder it is that you're struggling, then you need to go to the Holy Spirit, cry out, help me, help me, help me, Holy Ghost. I know what your word says. So please, please, please. Yeah, I say, they, I say, they say we're not to, to beg, but there's sometimes I find myself begging, please help me, because I can't do this. I need you to help me. And sometimes, even though we know we're supposed to do it, we don't want to do it because of what people have done or how we know they are. And not always because of what they've done to us, but what we see them doing to others, that we, we feel like they don't deserve to be loved. But we don't do none of us deserve to be loved because we all are falling short of the glory of the Lord. And we keep that before us when we want to, that somebody else doesn't deserve, but we have to ask ourselves, do we deserve to be loved? And really, no. Most of us, no. Because most of us, we may do some nice things, but we usually do nice things to people who are nice to us. But as we said, you know, it's easy to be nice to people who are nice to you or to love people who you know love you. But it's not easy to love people who are not that way towards you. And, again, that's what we call the power of the precious Holy Spirit. And so uh, uh, in, in verse 16 of the Amplified, it says, of um, John 3, it says, By this we come to know, progressively to recognize, to perceive, to understand the essential love, that he laid down his own life. He, Jesus, laid down his own life for us. And we are to lay down our lives for those who are our brothers in him. So we are to lay down our lives for the brothers in him, in him, our brothers, brothers in Christ. But if anyone has this world's goods or resources for sustaining life and sees his brother and fellow believer in need, yet closes his heart of compassion against him, how can the love of God live and remain in you or in him? And so, again, if we close our heart and we see that our brother in Christ has a need and we close our heart or, or refuse to, we can supply that need and we don't give it, then how can we say that the love of God lives in us and that we live in him? 
then we're a liar because you said we can't do that and treat people that way and say that we love God and God lives in us because God is love and the God love of God is going to cause us even though we may not want to do it. We're going to do it anyway. And we're going to do it with a cheerful heart because, again, we're going to remember the grace and the mercy of God and continues, continues, not just before we got saved and after we, well, after we've gotten saved. But many of us have been saved for years, but we don't allow the love of God to flow through us. So because, again, we don't, you know, we, we have to ask yourself, do I really love God? Is the Holy Spirit really living within me? If he is, then you need to surrender and allow the Holy Spirit to have his way. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And we have to, you know, accepting the love of God and, again, knowing how much God loves us and knowing how much he's given up for us and how many times he's been patient with us. You know, many times we we look at the, uh, when we read the Bible and we look at the Israelites and see how many times that they uh, uh, were in uh, uh, disobedience and, and, and how many times they had to repent and come back to God, but because of God's love. And so, again, you know, sometimes somebody may do something to us once or twice, and then we want to just cut them off. You know, no, I ain't deal with them anymore. They, you know, they wasn't right, and I don't like what they did, so I'm not, you know, and you may barely speak, but you never really deal with them again. But the many times that the Lord has, you know, gave, forgave the Israelites, and, and you have to think about how many times you messed up. I think about how many times I messed up. And how many times God and his love and his mercy and his patience and the fact that he's long-suffering and how many times he's forgiven me. And, you know, sometimes when people see you forgiving people over and over and over again and dealing with people over and over again, and I'm not saying that you just lay down and let people use you as a, a mat to just to walk over over you, you know, you, you use wisdom and love and you deal with them, but you, do, you just don't cut them off. You know, uh, uh, you don't open yourself up in the ways that you did before, but you don't cut them off. You forgive them. Even though you may not uh, spend a lot of time with them, but you make sure that you have forgiven them, you know, uh, that you're not walking around with resentment and bitterness in your heart towards them because knowing that God is not walking around with bitterness in his heart towards you or, or towards me and how, Again, we have to surrender and allow the Holy Spirit to just manifest his power and his, his glory in our lives that we are able to love with the love of God, the love that is unconditional. Uh, uh, many years ago when I read the, um, um, and I, I think I must have prayed to the Lord about, you know, understanding and comprehending and being able to receive the revelation of his love for me. And he took me to the uh the book of Jeremiah, and um, um, I don't know if, if, if you maybe have have received the same revelation from reading that book, but when I read it, God helped me to see his love for his people. And, and, and again, you know, well, again, how many times we just focus on uh, how many times they messed up and how many times, you know, they, they went off and doing their own thing and, 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 and idolizing other idols and, and doing all the very most of everything that God told them not to do. But what God showed me in that, again, he's had the fact of that he's long-suffering, that he's patient, and how many times he forgave them. And, and of course, there were many, many times that he forgave them. And he said, oh, all they had to do was just cry out, just repent, just cry out. And he would hear their hearts cry. And even though uh, uh, he was very upset with them many times, but he still said each time, if you just call, I will answer. If you just cry out, I will hear. I will hearken. I will hear your heart's cry. And God is saying that to us even today, no matter how many times you messed up, no matter how many times you will mess up, if you just continue to cry out to the Lord because, again, he loves us. He loves us so much. He loves us so much. And for, for those of you that are married, you know, even those that have children, you may not even be married or you're glad you're not anymore, but you have children, you know, 
or there's that special someone in your life and you love that person and, and how even though they've messed up, you forgave them and you still love them in spite of them messing up. So, again, in the word says, how can we be an evil if, we, if your child or person asks for a bread and you, would you give them a stone? No, you wouldn't give them a stone. And most parents, you know, that, that their children, they want their children to have better than what they had, and they want their children to have the best. And, and that's how God is. He, we're his children, and he wants us to have the best. He wants us, the word says, he gives him pleasure to bless us. And that's because he loves us. I don't understand it. I truly, I'm trying to understand it, but I don't understand because I know we can. I know I can act real ugly sometimes and real stupid sometimes, and 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 not really uh, uh, seek the Lord like I should all the time. But whatever I do, He's always Hallelujah. He's always there. He's always there. He's always there. He said he would never leave us or forsake us, so he's always there. So no matter what, no matter, you may go a week, you may go two weeks, you may go a month. Some people have gone years without praying, without talking to the Lord, without crying out, because they think they can do whatever, even of themselves. But even so, whenever you decide and come to yourself and realize that you need God and you can't do without him, and you cry out and you repent. He's right there. And he said, yes, I'm still standing here with open arms. And he's saying again, what's, what's love got to do with it? Everything. He's saying again, why won't you let me love you? So many times, many of us, because we've been abused and as children and in our young adult life by other people, hallelujah, when it comes to to relate our relationship with God is even harder for some of us to receive that love because of the emotional abuse that we've gone through. But Jesus said that he came to heal the brokenhearted. So even in this message today, by the power of the precious Holy Spirit, he's healing now even the brokenhearted. He's healing the brokenness of your heart. He's mending it. He's putting it back together by the revelation of his love for you, how much he loves you, loves you, how much he cares for you, how much he wants you to have the best, how much he wants to bless you and, and show you off to the world and brag on you and boast on you because he knows he can trust you and he knows that you love him and he knows that you're going to do your best. Sometimes we fall short, but he knows our heart and he knows that we love him and that we're trying. And when we cry out, he helps us. He says, when we are weak, when we are weak, then he is strong. So even in our weakness, we cry out, and the Holy Spirit is right there because it's his grace, the enabling power, the power that enables us to be the witnesses he's called us to be, the enabling power that enables us to love him and to love others. Oh, I just bless God this morning. I bless him. I bless him. I bless him. Hallelujah. 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 I pray even now that you're receiving the revelation of just how much he loves you, a greater revelation, a greater revelation that, that you can, like he said, making the, the Jews jealous. You know, he, he, he called them the Gentiles and engrafted us into, into the royal family to make the Jews, his chosen people, jealous that they will realize what they were missing and just how much love he had to give. And so I pray even now that we will, that we will embrace the revelation of God's love for us and, and that the world will be jealous for what we have in our relationship. Uh, uh, I want people to be jealous of my relationship with God, not with man, but with God, that they will want it, that they will cry out for it, that they will say, I want that. I want that kind of relationship. The love that gives you peace in the midst of a storm, the love that gives you peace when all hell is raging all around you, the love that gives you peace and joy when everything is falling down around your feet, the, the love of God when your body is wrapped with pain but you feel his peace anyway. In the midst of the pain, you feel the peace 
surpasses even the pain. You don't need to pay attention to the pain because of the peace that you have. And the peace, Lord Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. My joy I give to you, that your joy may be full. So it's not that happiness of this, that feeling that comes when things happen. In spite of the circumstances, you're able to walk in the joy of the Lord. And people are looking at you like you're crazy because they know you should be crying, but yet you're walking around with a smile on your face and pep in your step because you know your daddy loves you. You know Abba Father loves you. You know that he loves you so much that you don't care about your circumstances anymore. You're not focused on your circumstances because you know he loves you. You're just focused on your love for him and his love for you. And all you see before you is his love. And you know that he's going to bring you through that situation. You know that your healing is, is nigh, is the manifestation is nigh, because you know you're already healed because of his love. You know that wherever you stand in need of, he's given it to you because you know that he loves you and gives him pleasure him pleasure to bless you. So you know that he's working everything out on your behalf for your good and to your good. So you're not allowing your circumstances and people, even though people may not like you, but you know you are the beloved, his beloved, and you know he loves you in spite of your shortcomings. When people get tired of you, you know he'll never get tired of you. You can talk to him 24-7. He's never busy. He never slumbers nor sleeps. He's always there waiting to hear what you have to say. And so now it's our time to be quiet and listen to what he has to say. Our time to come before him and say, Daddy, what do you want to say to me? Daddy, what's on your heart? Daddy, what's on your heart? Hallelujah, because I love you, Daddy. I love you, Abba. I love you, God. Hallelujah. So we thank God for his love for us, his People, oh, to God be all the glory, all the glory. You serve such an awesome God, a mighty God, and I just bless him today. And I pray even the boys, even throughout this day, that you will have an encounter with him, that I will, we all will have an encounter with him before this day is over that will give us even more revelation of his love for us. Hallelujah, that we will receive it and embrace it. Even when people tell us that we're unlovable, even when people tell us that we're evil and, and that nobody wants us, we know that God wants us. We know that God loves us. And we know that Jesus is, is always interceding on our behalf. And, and we know the precious Holy Spirit is always there. He's always there, enabling us and leading us and guiding us into all truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember years ago when I first really started my walk with the Lord, and there was a, a minister at my church, and um, uh, we would talk sometimes, and she would tell me about a time that she spent, like, maybe a year or so, uh, uh, where she wasn't working or anything, and the God just allowed her to Take a sabbatical where it was just her, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Where it was her and just the precious Holy Spirit and how she was able to spend that quality time in getting to know him. And when I heard her talking about the precious Holy Spirit and the love, I mean, you know, when we talk about, again, the only thing we can really compare it to is we've not been there spiritually is that human relationship with that man or woman that, that you know and that you love and, and, and how much you always wanted to be in that person's presence and how much you always were talking, always on the phone and always going places together and, and, and how you just couldn't get enough of each other. And I would hear that, that intimacy in her voice when she talked about the precious Holy Spirit. And it, it made me hungry. It made me desire that relationship with the Holy Spirit that she had. And and I tell you, it's just so awesome. And I've met a few people since then, but I've not met many people who touched my heart the way that she did and the way that a few others did. When they talk about the love of God, when they talk about their relationship, when they talk about the conversations 
that they've had with the Lord. And then with pure uh, 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 relationship, a pure uh, time of uh, intimacy that she had with the Lord, that they had with the Lord. And, and it was just so precious, just so precious, just so precious. And, and, and some of the books that I read by uh, Benny Hanneman, he's uh, Welcome Holy Spirit and Good Morning Holy Spirit, where he uh, had such an intimate and close relationship with the Holy Spirit because he is a person. We can't see him, but we can sense his presence and how he would set the table and, and, and have a table set for for the Holy Spirit to sit down and go to eat with him. So he would set a place for him. When he got out of the car, he would hold the door open if there was an actual physical person coming out, you know, getting out of the car. And so, I, you know, I think about that and the awesomeness and the preciousness of of the people and their relationships with the Lord. And, and I remember times when I would just call on the Lord, and I was like, Lord, let me sense your presence in a tangible way. And and I know that there were times where the Lord would allow me to sense his presence as though he was physically right there touching me. And it's just, and God will do that for you. He will do that for you. So he's not just some presence way up in the sky somewhere. He's right here. He's ever near us, not just in us, but around us, where we can just sense his presence, or we can tell when we enter a place and he's there, and just as we can tell when we enter a place and he's not there. We, you know, and God wants us to be so sensitive to his presence, to his spirit, that when we go into a place, we don't know automatically whether it's his house or not. We are more automatically whether or not he is there. We know we carry his presence with us, but he also inhabits the places where we are also. And, and there are many times where I've gone places where the presence of God is just so there or a person that uh, uh, may be coming to minister. And, and I could tell when they entered the room because they were such carriers of God's presence that you knew that there was an increase of the presence of the Lord, of the sensing, if you will, of the presence of the Lord. So I could tell without even turning around that that person had entered the room because the presence of the Lord was just so powerful, so tangible. And, and God wants to do that in all of our lives, even in our homes, not just in our respective churches and places of worship, but in our homes, in that, that place where it's just you and the Lord, where you can just enter into that place, and he's already there waiting on you. He's already there waiting to hear what you have to say, but he's already there waiting to hear, wanting you to hear what he has to say. Where he says, come up higher, come up higher, so I can show you great and mighty things that you know not of. So God wants to speak to us today in our quiet time. And, and sometimes we just have to be quiet. Uh, uh, I've heard many testimonies about Catherine Fullman and how she would just get quiet and she wouldn't let anybody talk. She would just, you know, have everybody just quiet and she wouldn't say anything. And, and how uh, uh, she would know that his presence would be there to be able to minister to the people because, again, it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. And unless the anointing, the presence, the unction of the Holy Ghost is there, nothing can happen. And she would know when his presence was there to minister to the people because she was so sensitive. She could sense his presence. And God wants us to be like that. There should not be one or two people that we can call out. There should be thousands, millions, billions of people who are experiencing and able to sense the presence of the Lord that we know. He started with ourselves, that, that, that we will know that we're one of those that knows when the Holy Spirit is there to minister to the people, knows that he's entered the room. As, as the oldest people used to say, I feel my help, or my help is here, and I got my help because they knew when the presence of the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah, was upon them that they were able to minister to the people and lives would be changed, shackles would fall off, people would get delivered, healed, and set free because of the power of the Holy Ghost was upon those that God 
God has placed that assignment upon their lives. And so as they allow the Holy Spirit to move upon them in a mighty way and, and, and embrace his presence, that he was able to move because, again, the compassion and the love of the Lord. What's love got to do with it? Everything. Everything, everything. And God is, again, he's standing with open arms saying, why won't you let me love you? So let him love you today. Let him love on you and you love on him. Just, 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 just cry out to him and call on him and, and meditate upon how much he loves you. Uh, the scriptures that we talked about today, uh, and I'm going to just give you a few of them because we, I have many more, but I'm running out of time here, but if you read John 15 and its entirety and also John 14, it talks about the love of God and him uh, loving us and us loving him and us abiding in him and him abiding in us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In John 15, 11, 13, it says, I have told you these things that my joy and delight may be in you, and that your joy and gladness may be full of measure and complete and overflowing. This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. No one is greater, no one has greater love, no one has shown stronger affection than to lay down, give up his own life for his friends. So we have to follow after the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's what he did for us, and that's what we are to do for others. But it's only through the love of God that we are able to do that, just as only through the love of God, Jesus, because God abided in Jesus, Jesus abided in love, and he said that we abide in him and we abide in his word, then he abides in us, and his Father, our Father, abides in us. And then in Romans 5, 4 through 6, it says, And patience, experience, experience, and hope. And hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. So even in our sinfulness, Jesus loved us. He saved us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He gave us up his life, even when we were hating him, even when we were walking in sin. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And in Matthew 9, and this is where he talks about the uh, uh, compassion. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news, the gospel of the kingdom, and curing all kinds of disease and every weakness and infirmity. When he saw the throngs, he was moved with pity and sympathy for them because they were bewildered, and that is harassed and distressed and dejected and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the laborers are few. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude that was moved with compassion towards them, and he healed their sick. And then in 15, it says, when Jesus called the disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude, because they continued with me these three days and have nothing to eat, and I will not send them away fasting, lest they faint. Jesus had compassion. He was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave his debt. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes uh, sight, I may receive their sight and follow him. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched them, and said unto him, I will be thou clean. And, and again, Jesus having compassion on on them, on the people, and that's why many times we talk about not seeing the power of the manifestation of the glory of the Lord in many of our lives and in the congregation because many do not walk in the love of God. Many do not have compassion for the people of God, and that's how we are able to manifest God's glory in our lives because of the love, because of the compassion, because we care, because we have mercy, because there is no limit to his mercy, his, his compassion that he has for us, and we are to be the same with others. 
So I bless God for you today, and I thank you for joining us, and I love you with the love of the Lord, and I bless God for you, and I release even now the spirit of love and compassion on this line this morning, and I pray, God, that you will show the love of God as never before as you allow him and embrace the revelation of the love that he has for you. To God be all the glory in Jesus' mighty and blessed name, I thank you for joining us on the Higher Design for Living Radio Broadcast. And I bless God. I know that he's moved upon your heart because it's not by my power, nor is it by my might, but it is all by the Spirit of the Lord. To God be all the glory. And I pray that you will join us again on next week. God bless you in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Bless your people, God. The love of God be extended as never before. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you.